0: The, the camera pretty much gave me it was a gateway um into a better life but i didn't know that my whole life like my my family just but hey help us take a photo uh, help, help us uh, capture this video i don't i just always had my hands on a camera
1: welcome to the vietnamese i'm your host kenneth win being part of a culture of nearly 100 million vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain proud history and privilege join me as i highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all over the world.
0: Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. It was good to all my all my Vietnamese folks out there listening in, and everyone else as well. Y'all, better y'all in for an experience. We about to take y'all do a little little journey. Very. Cool.
1: <laughs> well, tell me about the journey of of you getting to Oakland and your family.
0: Oh shit! Um, it's it's crazy because I I've been having to like you know he had to do like the translation between vietnamese into into english and my vietnamese is like soup like stupid broken it's it's my the when i speak to my grandma it's like very it's like she don't even mix it in english it's just straight vietnamese so like for me like it's a hard cuz like but i grew up with her um but even before that like i probably know like my last name is to some people say toe um but I grew actually grew up uh, with wings. My I'm like an honorary like Nguyen for the people who can't really say any Vietnamese like that. You know I got uh, I got my grandpa across my chest, and he's like you know one of the one of the founding founding members of our family from from being from Saigon and getting here. Uh, my grandpa was in the military. He was in, he was in the Navy. He was an engineer. He worked on boats. And he was also a medic, which was pretty dope. I just I just learned this from my grandma recently. Um and yeah, they you know, um, they're they are refugees of war. You know, long story short, the the legend of my grandpa is that um, they pretty much got a boat and midway. Um, some people were trying to take over and then the boat was sinking and oh shit hold on one second I need to turn off my notifications uh the boat was sinking and because my my grandpa had the skills of having you know work working on boats and shit like he was able to you know patch a hole and and save about like three or four families um and then from that point of patching the hole uh they were uh, rescued by the Hong Kong Coast Guard and then there's a there's a photo I don't have it on me right now uh, with my mom and a couple of my uncles um, like front page headline on some newspaper I'm still trying to dig in the archives for that trying to figure out like where you know which because they uh, they have the photo the, like uh, the newspaper printout but they right. don't have like the information the can the story the actual story so I've been personally like out of my whole family like I guess i'm the I'm the person who actually gives a fuck about it <laughs> uh but I, I think it's important it's though, though. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important you know to uh to understand where you came from like that was a big thing you know for my grandpa when he was when he was teaching me shit like when I was growing up, and I kind of just you know i never as a kid didn't really understand it like that um but, but definitely now, like, you know, even just based off of that one story, the broken, you know, the, the the versions I've heard it, it was all, it was all along my grandfather, like, just being like this, this legendary dude. Um,
1: yeah. And... You, you know, what's surprising to me is like of all the things that you're telling me about, you are connecting the most to the picture of this story. You, you know, you, you really right. zoned right. in. Tell tell me about growing up in Oakland. I mean, was it always something, you know, um, the arts or pictures, you know, did that did your family have an influence on you or what what really got you into that
0: world? Yeah, I love You know, I love capturing memories, telling stories, big time storyteller for sure. My grandpa, super animated whenever he told me stories about like back in Vietnam. But like he'd be drunk as hell uh and my grandpa my grandma would be like don't listen to your grandpa he's drunk telling you story but i'd literally just sit there and listen to him because he just <laughs> be, it's very very entertaining a drunk Vietnamese dude uh uh that's actually been through some shit. it's you know <laughs> for me at least uh but the camera stuff uh you know did i just recently got this like from my grandma's house this is an old school it's a Nikon One Touch. It's like a disposable, not disposable, but it's a film camera. Mm-hmm. This one right here too. But I got it from. I was just literally like, just going through some of her stuff, and I found a video camera too. And I found some. I got some footage of my grandpa and my grandma like making this trip back to Vietnam, and and like tending to like some of the some of the orphanages there, cause uh, my grandma was an orphan herself. Wow. So. I remember growing up, like they would always like tell me about like, like yeah, like we doing bad, but like the the kids and shit out in Vietnam, it's like yeah, like real bad. And I was like, I never like you know, as a kid, you don't really like what you mean. Like I ain't got shit over here, you know, I ain't gonna. (laughs) Uh, But but out there, but out there, you know, it was bad, and it wasn't until my grandpa was like, hey, I'm gonna sit you down, let's watch these videos together. So it's. My grandpa would literally bring a camera with him and he he'd document like what they do. So they go over uh to the orphanage and then you'll see like it's it's pretty like raw footage, like that there's like there's beds with no mattresses and there's just kids like laying like like straight, like some real gutter type, you know, situations and uh, uh seeing that as a kid, like you don't really process that like at six years old. Hmm. But you actually do, you know, it actually, you know, it gives you a perspective. Without having to to actually teach you a lesson, so that was something that my grandpa did for me at a super young age, uh, which I I embody now as a as an adult, and I respect and I am grateful I'm grateful for those experiences um, because it definitely you know shaped, me, shaped yeah. me into who I am today. What, yeah.
1: What was it like for you to grow up in in Oakland as a Vietnamese kid?
0: Shit, I didn't know I didn't even know how to identify. Let me see. Sure, yeah. So you I my face, my face actually looks Chinese, right? But I speak Vietnamese and I can't understand or speak Chinese. And I grew up in an era where like I'm a nineties baby. So I got the tail end of this the the segregation between uh even Asian races. Because like my uncles would tell me stories about like, yeah, back in the days like Chinese people didn't fuck with Vietnamese people. And You know, Asian. You know, and Asian people, and you know, it was like it was like a race war. Yeah. Unfortunately, like real shit. But it was it was an actual race war. Um. So for me, it was a, I, I had a crisis growing up because like I'm right as of, as of right now I'm half Chinese, half Vietnamese. But I identify more on my Vietnamese side because I grew up um, on my Vietnamese side. So you know, growing up in Oakland it's a it's a pretty decent I would say pretty decent Vietnamese community but I didn't learn that until I was like in high school because all the all the schools I went to primarily Mexican and black I went to Allendale and I went to Calvin and I went to Fremont and like all those schools are pretty much from 35th out like most I mean I feel like most Asian people were like in the dubs and and town and you know in in that part of Oakland, like closer to Chinatown. So like, I was on the I was in the cutoff of the border with like, I'm, all my finances is like Mexican black. And that's just because like, that's that's just where I grew up. Right. I didn't think it, I didn't know it. <laughs> well, did
1: you get into trouble growing up?
0: Hell yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it like that cause I'm proud, but like, yeah, I did a lot of exploring. Why do you the, think
1: you got into trouble?
0: Uh shit. Um so I would say I was misguided. Um uh, so like when after after my parents separated, they left me in my left me in my grandma's house. And when you know, being raised by my grandparents, you know, anybody on here who could relate to being raised by like your grandparents, it's like it's either they're hell controlling, which it probably isn't. Um, but for me at least, they they just let me like run wild. I was just amongst I was living amongst the wolves and you know, my uncles all my uncles, you know, bless their hearts and spirits. You know, really good dudes. Like at the end of the day, like there's some good, like really good dudes. their friend the all their partners are really good dudes. It's just, you know, they was just with the gangbang and shit and and there was deals with the hustling shit and that's just what i was around growing up like
1: so all your uncles like from your grandparents your grandparents kids the the mm-hmm. ones that were living in the house with you were all gangbangers
0: well i wouldn't say not all of them were gangbangers a couple of them were a couple of them were hustlers all of them were hustlers actually um <laughs> but all of them you know very militant you know my grandpa's very militant, and like, just didn't, you know. They were telling me stories about like what it was like in Vietnam versus what it was like here. It's like they they don't they didn't take, you know. My one of my uncles getting bullied at school wasn't wasn't my my, my grandpa didn't tolerate that. Like there's a story of my grandpa pulling up to Cowan Simmons with a uh, with a with a fucking nut, uh, butcher knife. Because uh, someone because someone was threatening, uh, threatening yeah, <laughs> someone was threatening one of my uncles, uh and my uncles fighting other people because of, you know there's four brothers, all around the sort sort of same age group. So, you imagine them like they, when they didn't have you know if they didn't have each other, then probably most likely would have been a bullied, would have been you know having getting shit talked to you know, and it's a that kind of bond I, I looked up to they were more like my uncle's are more like my older brothers mm, yeah it sounds like yeah and my mom's is like this the one daughter out of the four brothers so she was like kind of I mean she, not, she her her life compared to theirs is like she's very you know she was a girl so she was more she actually has some kind some kind of stability versus uh, my uncle's in and out of jail and you know, just getting into a lot of shit.
1: So your your role models were were these uncles that really, you know, they were going through their own crisis, uh, coming from Vietnam at the time, right? Right. Is that ideas. Right. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. My bad. I didn't mean, to cut you off. No, no,
1: I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry.
0: Um, yeah, they were. I mean, they they got to they came to America actually pretty, in their in their age, their age wise like, they came pretty young. They went to all the same schools. I went to Allendale, Calvin, Fremont. And then my mom even went to Laney for, for a, year a year or two, something like that. So like, so, like locally grown, I'm like my, <laughs> my whole family is from East Oakland and they, I uh, they could, they considered me second, like second gen, but like, I'm still first gen, like born, born in. Right in um in california
1: so so as you're going through all of this trouble at what point i mean because I, I i know that you picked up the camera pretty early on in your life right not early early but early enough to where you started to form into a way uh a path forward with your your career with it
0: yeah i was i was able to the, the camera pretty much gave me it was a gateway um into a better life but i didn't know that my whole life like my my family just but hey help us take a photo uh help, help us uh, capture this video um and there's uh i don't i just always had my hands on a camera is uh, the polaroid not not so much deep i mean i used all of these too but the the polaroid ones the one you just wind up the yeah. Kodaks and the fuji's those ones yeah i was i was on those um I never under really and then like duping tapes. Like you know, you I'm sure every Asian mm-hmm. family also could relate to this in some way. Like you get the Vietnamese movies, <laughs> they'll go rent it and then you dupe the you dupe the movie that they give you and then, then you could like rewatch. <laughs> so I, I translated that skill into doing my own shit, like Pokemon. Like we'd have Pokemon and then I'd run the record and I'd start recording episodes. And I started archiving. I, didn't even, I never even thought of connected that to like what I do now. I do that, you know, archiving and, and, and saving footage and and taking uh, raw material and just turning it into something else. Like that's a wow. that's an actual yeah, that's a skill.
1: So like I, I wanna know the transition. Like you're running around, you know, yeah. terrible, right? But yeah, is it all along concurrently that you're doing uh film work? And and capturing images, or you're running, uh, you're running around in Oakland, and then all of a sudden something happens, and then mm. you become more interested in in the film stuff.
0: Well, the film, actually, the film stuff. In, I mean, film stuff has been like in a life, sort of like a lifelong journey. But like the getting into shit, like in like my friend, I was a pretty like I was a pretty good student. I was a pretty good student. Um, pretty good, I guess. I was always interested in like sports, anything athletic wise, like playing basketball, football, baseball. I got to do that over the weekend actually, which was, hell. i I always, I'm always into like doing something athletic. So it, I don't know. It was, uh when I, when I got to high school, like I was getting into fights and shit, like my whole life pretty much, just watching my uncles, like, I would, I would see my uncles fight at the house all the time. Like, there's some real life, like, can you imagine that like <laughs> four just like four alpha ass Vietnamese dudes in and out of jail, hub and buff as fuck in, in a single two bedroom household. And then upstairs we kind of had a room too. But it was like they were, you know, very competitive. Now, you know, it just all around. Cause they they play sports too. So I grew, I grew up around that, um, and then I got mixed. Where I got mixed up was like I started kicking it um, with the wrong crew. But I used to say, kicking it with the wrong crew. But really, they were just as misguided as I was. Right. I wouldn't even say it's the. You know, some people would be like, "Yo, oh, man, you even with the wrong crowd, wrong crowd." It's not the. It's not the fact that it's the wrong crowd. It's it's the. It's just a crowd that hasn't. It's misguided. It's like, you know, it's like they probably had, you know, and I got to reconnect with some of my partners and I was like, damn, like you was going through some shit too, you know, mm-hmm. when you was a kid. Like your family's banging too. And I was like, oh shit, that's that's probably why we clicked, but that's probably why we understood each other. Um, but on the on the hoop court, that's just like that was like where I made most of my friends. And um I'm no, I know I'm speaking in fragments, but I'm I'm getting to this point where um after freshman year pretty much i dropped out of high school and uh, i was running around you know running around with my partners and just like causing chaos in the town like you know just just into some really like sticky shit and it was uh it it got to the point where like i got put in you know i was put in handcuffs multiple times Ran from the police multiple, high it multiple times, um, but for some reason I got like the, I got really lucky because most the partners like the ones I was running with like they ended up going to juvenile hall, getting put on house arrest like you know and then I lucked out like every time like I got picked up or I got sent back to the house and I I I got I got really lucky. And, um, Why do
1: you think you got lucky?
0: Shit. I can't even tell you. I can't. I just, it's it's just out of, out of chance. And it's crazy because like, I don't know, I was talking to my uncle the other day and he was like, he was like, man, if you would have got, you know, we were talking about expectations. Like what they thought of me, like growing up, just growing up in that house. And then he was like, "Man, if you would have just got it, you would just got a job at Best Buy or something. Like, I would be happy with you been in your proud life. Proud of you, stupid proud." And I'm like, "Damn, like that was the, you know, that was what was set for me. Just, just, you know, a lot of them was like, you know, don't go down our route, you know, don't, don't do what we did." And it's, it's, it's true, like that. You know, they would always say it, and like I would work out with them, and you know, do whatever they did, and like just i guess like whenever they got into some shit like they made sure like i stayed like out the way they just made sure that i mean that's a part of my luck as well i had i had family members who've gone through it who've gone through the gang banging shit, gone through the hustling shit, and like these are th- these are some of my mistakes you know let me pass let me pass this on you so you don't do that yeah.
1: you know it, it, it's crazy when i when i had first you know months ago had heard about your story and and the ig pictures and the images that you kept from that point to this very second i i would have had no idea no idea because the images that you represent or that you that you capture is so removed from that World, yeah. I, I would have never guessed that that's part of your. And then, you know, I, you know, I had a conversation with Chef Two and Chef Two was like, I don't know if he's going to bring this stuff up, you know, all this yeah. stuff he because he kind of knows, you know, your background. You guys are from Oakland. Right. And he said and I was like, no, nah, that can't be true. Yeah, it's not Andy. Like, yeah. I I just don't know. I haven't heard the story. Yeah. Hearing it. And but but, you know, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Was like
0: yeah,
1: it's yeah. like so. In my research about you, I'm like, oh, there's Tim Cook. You know, he's like doing all this Apple stuff. He's like all this brand aware. And it's just like now sitting here in the last 10, 15 minutes talking to you about your life in Oakland. It's like, you know, yeah. Best Buy. You would have been. You would have been the shit. If you, you know? It's like
0: Crazy. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh on the on the exterior. What I what I, I guess. If you know me, then you know me. Like like coming back I'm in California right now, it's been nice. And shout out to two, by the way. Um
1: shout out, that's uh, yeah,
0: we used to we used to hoop together. So he's someone I met through hooping. So, you know, like it's just that hoop connect in the town, you know, all the all the Asians who could actually hoop, like it's a bit, it was very competitive, but it was good, you know, good energy too. Which right. is, which is yeah. Some of the, some of my some of my closest friends I've made from like sports. But yeah, I mean I, you know, when we first hop on the, when we first hop on the call, I am like, you know, I'm in a good mood. I'm smiling, you know, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. You feel I me? Mean? Like life, you know, life back then versus now is like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm stupid grateful. And it's just like, um, yeah, yeah, the, the Tim Cooks, the Tim Cooks shit happened. And that was after, uh, I dropped My Life Oakland. So that was, that was a, that was an IMAC project. And that was like, my intro into the the world pretty much just letting people know like that story I was telling you you know when i was when i was when i was fucking up my freshman year but i eventually re enrolled myself so when i re enrolled myself i went into a couple of different academies within Fremont high so like there was uh, i started with architecture and then i dropped out and then i went to uh I went to Mandela, and then I switched to media. But once I got to Media Academy, that's when, like, the creative, like, I didn't even know I was capable of, of creating films, uh, like, into this caliber. Like, I've always, like, created videos, like, on uh, Windows Movie Maker. I started with Windows Movie Maker, but then I got introduced to uh, Final Cut. And then this drama class, um, his name is Michael Jackson. Like mm-hmm. it would be Michael Jackson, Mr. Jackson's class. He did history, but he also did the drama class. And, uh, the, the, the point of the class is like, by the end of the week, like you guys would have produced a film as a neighbor, neighbor. Does, no worries. Yeah. You, got, you guys would have produced the film. And then like, so we just spend the whole week just like looking, you know, looking around campus, just trying to find, come up with some, some type of storytelling and, uh, and I guess the what it taught me was to like find the beauty in things. So like we were saying, like you see all these places and 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 things I've been able to see and experience. But like back then, when I was like first like getting my feet wet, like I'm trying to make Fremont High look like it's popping. You know, like it looked from the outside. If y'all remember Fremont High in like 2000s, like it looked like a jailhouse. Like it doesn't look like the way it looks now. It has a football field now, nice ass basketball court. And like, we didn't have all that. Um, but for me at least, like I was just trying to find a way to tell stories in class, in school. And I was like, one of the only ones who was like hella into it. I was like, I wanted to, like that was my favorite class aside from gym, <laughs> gym,
1: <laughs>
0: I always got an A in gym. I just, I just love like, you know, you get to hoop and or play football. And, and get a grade for it it's the best it's the best invention the best class ever created <laughs> um but back you know back on the, back onto um high school in that film uh with apple i you know i launched it uh, i was with the imac team and um you know at, at first i was like shit like people are gonna like it's kind of putting me in, putting me in like currently like a vulnerable state because like now you kind of you know, some people, I get, you know, I get, if I'm keeping it honey with you, like, I was, once upon a time, like, I was ashamed of, like, my upbringing, you know? Like, knowing that, like, my parents separated, left me at my grandma's house. And, like, you know, it didn't, didn't. I used to go over to my friend's house to use the computer, you know, go, go over to my friend, my friend Danny's house to watch Dragon Ball Z after school because I, you know, my house ain't had cable like that. And like those those little things, like the roof, you know, the roof leaking. You know, there used to be mice. Mice used to fucking terrorize my house. Like I used to sleep on the floor and like, you know, I remember at night, like mice used to just run around the floor and it's like, shit like that. It like it's hard, you know, it's hard to be proud of that until you until you like educate yourself and, and understand that like that's a part of you and you yeah. start to appreciate it but then and then but then once i started traveling the world i know i'm kind of getting off track here but I'll, I'll bring it back once you start traveling the world and you see third world poverty like real life like you know back in vietnam in southeast asia like in you know all parts of the world got trenches and you see they trenches and you're like oh shit like maybe my problems aren't that bad yeah absolutely yeah but okay so bring it okay so bringing it back um bring it back to the dog dogs are having a having a howling contest <laughs> I know, something popping off over here <laughs> Anywho, um, but, okay so bringing it back to that film uh, that film led to uh, a lot of opportunities i think from that point, I think Tim, Tim Cook might have had his eye on my on my content. Somebody might have shared it with him. Um, but how did you get it to how did you get to that point? <laughs> how did, how, you how, how did get to that? Yeah, how did you get? OK, so that like you want the IMAX story. Or you want how, the, how
1: did you go from how did you go from like uh, from wherever you were and yeah to making sponsored uh, content or branded content?
0: How did you get picked up? Uh, yeah, I sponsored content. I mean, it's just the the creative journey was, has always been tell stories. Tell stories in the best, you know, I, I model my films and, and everything I do off of, off of real life, of course, uh, but also off of like films, like movies, a like big time like movie watcher and um, story. story the the core of like who we are as like humans i feel like you know like this just and being able to to tell a story is, is no, it's now it's difficult it's hella hard but like once you figure out like a way to do it that helped me evolve as an art like a, as a person like you and me talking like back then like i wouldn't even be able to talk to you you know like i just I just I'm, I wasn't I was hella shy like I didn't I grew up you know like I was saying like I grew up around wolves and you know, like and I was like the you know I was like the, I guess you say like the puppy growing up with them and I didn't speak I didn't speak I just I was just listening all the time and just absorb and uh, what I learned through this like creative journey is like I speak through my work speak through my films I speak through you know I speak through my my creative. And I speak through my experiences, um, so that's helped. That's helped me as a as a filmmaker, as a creative, as a just you know trying to trying to navigate it from like dude from the hood that grew up you know in the '30s to college student. a big. It was you know during that time it was a big transition because you know I'm I'm an, I'm a freshman at East Bay, Cal State East Bay. Um, and I'm still low key, like banging, like bang. like I'm still like with the street shit, bro. <laughs> so it, it, you know, it's still, it was still a part of you, part of me, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. What did you go
1: to school for? What did you, what did you want to study?
0: Originally, originally So like, I didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't even reply to any UCs because I my nine to twelve grades were asked cuz I dropped out freshman year but my 10 to 12 was pretty solid. Um but I originally wanted to become a uh, like a parole officer or like just someone who helped with like at risk youth.
1: So you weren't even thinking about uh like shooting film or you know anything yet.
0: But no, but I was shooting film. So like like I was so <laughs> my everyday life was creating a video. So like I was just creating videos about different things. So like when I moved into the dorms uh, at East Bay, I was making video, I was making films like, you know, every week almost about just like our daily life, what we was doing, getting written up by our RA, just making stupid music videos in the hallways. Like I just always incorporated film and in like doing something like editing a film um, and sharing it, sharing it with my friends and family, like back at home. Right. And it was just a, no i remember in high school like nobody wanted to do editing everybody was like yeah i could i want to direct or i want to produce i want to be on camera but nobody wants to edit and i was like shit editing is like one of the best like the most funnest parts because you get to bring everything together you got creative control you can move this here move this yeah. there add a sound effect here you know build a set scene here and build it you know really hit on this point right here in the climax, like." I was, uh, you know, I was, into, I was, I was super into it, but, you know, I took some of the classes and <laughs> we were learning about laws and it wasn't, it wasn't the on, you know, on hand, hands-on experience. Like it wasn't like CSI. Like I I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to be that photographer taking photos of like the forensics, the dead bodies and shit. I was I, was, I was, I that was what, that's what I thought I was getting into. And, um, and i even i even applied to the uh i was even going to join the air force uh mm. because i wanted to, then i was trying to follow like my grandpa's roots like he's super militant like maybe I, you know he did yeah. the sea i do the skies and then you know it's the balance but mm. uh that, that didn't work out either so then i then i changed majors to a multimedia art mm. art program and that's when like my Shit, my yeah yeah that that's when i started it's like the program was it wasn't um specific you know multimedia is like such a broad
1: In general yeah
0: yeah and so we're learning like the whole adobe Creative suite we're like we had a video production class a photography class all these different creative um elements and i was like oh shit y'all gonna give me a grade for Creating a video, I was like, oh, this is even better than gym class. (laughs) Like, no fucking way. Like, like, I love doing creative shit. Like, especially, like, when it involves, like, being on a team, working collaboratively. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit is dope. Like, I just, you know, having synergy and knowing, like, trying to fix problems. But together, like, I'm I'm into that, you know, working as a team. Because, like, I grew up a team player, you know, playing, you know, hooping. Yep football, baseball, and being on the baseball team, too. That's another thing that changed uh, my life. I, jo- I joined the baseball team in high school. So I've been playing baseball my whole life. Uh, but it wasn't until I re-enrolled myself back in the school, joined the baseball team, started kicking it with all the right. baseball dudes. And they was like, we got to go to class because we got to make grades so we could travel and play. Yeah, and, and play. And that changed your priorities. It. it it was uh, it was like a blessing in disguise, cause like, I love sports so much to the point where like, you know, the educate, getting educated, it what it wasn't like a priority. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a household where like, they cared. Like, yeah, they they would say like, "Hey, go to school, go to school," but like, what, like, what you mean, go to school? Like, like, go to school and do what? So like I had to find that out for myself to like, oh, yeah, I really like gym class because we get to, you know, we get to work out and do sports and shit. Then it's like, oh, but then this creative class is like another level. Yeah. 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 That's where it was at. You know,
1: um, we have a very short uh, time with each other and I, I want to get to a few more things. Um, so I'm going to transition over to, to actual music because. Um, beyond your visual style and that visual element that you have, there's a lot of the, the music, there's a, like, I think there's a voice in the music that you select, there's its, its own voice. I'm not talking about the singer's voice. I'm talking yeah. about like, from you as the director, from you as what you see out, there's a sort of voice in the music. Like, can you walk me through a little bit about that, um, that identity, the musical identity of where it comes from?
0: Right. Definitely came from growing up in a Vietnamese household where like music is blasting all the time. It's like really loud Vietnamese music. They'll come, you know, you know, y'all, y'all Vietnamese people know like when they come over and yell, they get drunk and they slap in Vietnamese music. It's like you it's like you're in Vietnam when you're when you're at a Vietnamese party, any party you go. It's a, you know, but I, you know, growing up in that is just that That was the scene, and I I always like where whenever I create a film, I try to recreate the feeling, the emotion, the surrounding, the ambiance that I had around me. Like, it would be Benumi's music, whether it be the the hustle and bustle of the city, just hearing that's you know just hearing the 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 sounds, and and like you close your eyes, you listen to the things happening around you, like you know you, to really absorb it and to really recreate it like you have to you have to consider every single like element you have you know you have to consider the plane flying over That's a part of it the dog barking as a part of it like it's a it's especially with my job and what i do especially creating films it's like i want you to be able to sit down and watch this put some headphones on if you're at the house and fully experience this, you know. Let me fully paint you—not just paint you a picture. Let me, you know, let me let me give you the the sounds that, that, we'll that come experience. with it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm, I'm big, like the very, you know, very intricate, small details. Very, you know, very and very very particular. You know, you it's, it's very it's not really often that I go too far off the rails. Uh, but I do get super creative with it sometimes but I've always seen like I've always enjoyed music hip-hop you know I've always I, I listen to Vietnamese music to Chinese music. I don't even understand the lyrics Korean music I listen to I, every like every every country I go to I would you know try to speak the language you know i'm I'm about like like i am I'm an open book like I'm trying to absorb I'm trying and Especially like when I go to a country for my first time, there I'd be having the task of like, like, we want you to create a film here because the people who are from here probably wouldn't be able to see it the same way as you did. So like just recently I went to Qatar on the Middle East. It's like, for those of y'all who don't know Qatar, I try to explain Qatar to my grandma. And like, I'm like, it's next to Dubai. <laughs> um, but Dubai wouldn't like being in the same conversation as Qatar because they're kind of competitive. But anyhow, we have Vietnamese people on here, so uh, yeah, I was in Qatar in the Middle East, and uh, my job was to create a film that 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 shows off this the country. You know, you know what what do they do? Uh, what 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 you know their culture like? What does their culture look like? What does it sound like? What does it look like? And um, Let's try to tell us try to let's try to tell a story and get some people to come over here and experience it and, it was, and that's my job so I got I gotta to put together a team uh, put together some talent get some you know get location get some scenes and try to tell a story through film. Yeah.
1: what what is your your latest project um, that you've been promoting that you're about to promote right now?
0: My my latest project is My Life Oakland Three. Uh, so when I was explaining uh, earlier with the IMAX story. That's My Life Oakland One. It's like my uh, creative introduction uh, into into the world. My Life Oakland Two. Y'all can look that up on YouTube too. That's about my friends and my and my partners that I grew up with. Like, what is their story? Because I'm really big on. I consider myself like a director of shadows. Like I. What I've learned throughout these years of like, you know, traveling the world and creating films is that I get I get the opportunity to speak for the unspoken, Um, even my own personal story, per se, like, no news media outlet has ever hit me was like, hey, like, we want to tell your story on a, on a, you know, we have a big platform. That's never come across. I didn't even think about it until somebody mentioned it to me. I was like, i right, I'm gonna just tell the story then. It, tell it exactly like how it happened, what it looked like. And My Life Oakland 3 is the third rendition of my life. And this is the early stages. So I casted my little cousin to play me. Uh, he's the age of six. And this is really where my life started, started and for some reason like i remember a lot of the shit that happened mm-hmm. whether it be i wrote it down whether it be it be like a something i'd hear something it trigger a memory and there was a uh, you'll see you know when you watch the film you you would have experienced what i what i had to go through like as a as a kid and everything that we was like we've been talking about not, not you know, not to when I got to middle school, high school, but this I'm talking about like early, early years of Andy too, growing up in East Oakland. And okay, was, how can
1: we um take? How can we take a look at it?
0: It's as of, as of right now, I'm doing a film premiere in San Francisco, over at CGB theaters. Uh, it's the old it's the old AMC on uh, 1000 Ness, but he just did re uh. They did a uh, what do you call it? They did a redesign. They did a, uh, it's a whole new theater now. CGV is like renovation. a Korean only. Yeah, renovation. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Um, and is it? I I tried to re, I reached out to Grand Lake, and uh, in Oakland on the have you you've been out here to Bay before, right? I have. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So Grand Lake is like one of the aside from like Grand Lake and Jack London, like those are like two like Oakland, like, you know, like very iconic to Oakland. And I reached out, you know, I tried to reach out and didn't get word back. Um, so I had, you know, went forward to, to just doing the event in San Francisco. I would have wanted to do it in Oakland. A lot of people have been asking and um, it just didn't work out this time. But, you know, maybe I, I have plans for the future, like don't features. so don't worry, like it's on the way. Like it's, it's a show on the way, it's just, this event is on, um, it, it reminds me, I, I used to have a pit bull growing up. It reminds me of like my pit in the back. But- um, How, how long is the, the, the film? The film is, so it's a short film length, so 25 minutes. But the event itself, if you, if you purchase a ticket, it's an hour long event. So the Qatar film, I was telling you guys about, unreleased, I'll be premiering that. I'll be premiering My Life, Oakland 3. Uh, as well and at the end I mean, there's a behind the scenes video which is pretty entertaining Uh, and then it transitions into like q a uh where you know people could could ask questions about the production process you know any any anything that's anything that they want to ask after you know after watching the film so it's uh on the 25th of september so next month is coming up uh soon and i sold out a show the five o'clock show sold out uh but i do have two o'clock and the uh seven o'clock shows The two o'clock show is like halfway sold out and uh the seven o'clock show um that's going to be the one like that primarily my friends and family are going to be at so if y'all come to the seven o'clock show um you'll, you'll you're see, ready you'll see you're yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah but shout out to everybody who sold out the five o'clock show that's crazy never you know sold out a show before so um that experience this whole experience has been hella hella fun been able to reconnect yeah
1: well andy i i really appreciate your time and uh i hope this is one of of many that um we can sit down and, and and chill together um there you know i prefer to have a longer conversation so, yeah, I
0: know. The, I know the
1: next time. Yeah. The next time, uh, you know, uh, the next time you have a big project, we'll get into the details of like the, the questions that came up today. In my mind, we'll come up with yeah. it. I think for today, this was wonderful and it was very appropriate. And I, I appreciate your time. And I've learned a lot about uh, about your your life. And it's so different from what you actually see on Instagram yeah. or on social, you know, social yeah.
0: media. Very different. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is the it's the main one. If you're going to check out anything, check out my YouTube channel. That's that's where I put that's my bread and butter. Like, that's where I put my most like like my most effort into.
1: OK, what's it, the name uh, of that channel?
0: It's just my, you can, if you look at my name, it'll pop up but it's Andy two productions. OK, so you, yeah, yeah, you, you guys will see it. But likewise, Ken, I mean, I appreciate you, you know, putting it on for the Vietnamese folks you know, back in, you know, I'm sure like from North and South, it don't matter where you're from. We're here.
1: And it don't matter if you're from here, Germany or Vietnam or Australia or East coast, West coast, you know, if you're Vietnamese then, you know, I want to hear about it. And it doesn't matter if you're famous, not famous. If you're doing something interesting, I want to know about it. I want to talk about it. I want to get down and figure out where you came from and, and how you formed into who you became to, to, to produce the work that you produced.
0: Yeah. I, f- I fuck with that energy. Yeah. We, yeah. that's what's Thank up,
1: you. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. I appreciate it once again. And, uh, you know, you have a, a wonderful time up there and, um, you know, enjoy California. I think you're just visiting, right?
0: Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm going back uh, New to New York next week. So cool. yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been nice. The weather's hella nice out here. Lucky yeah. ass motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, excuse my language by the way. I've been cussing all of things. Oh, you know, yeah. You don't need to apologize. We yeah. it, I, it's an
1: open it's an open forum. We could say however we talk however we want.
0: Yeah. Before I let you go, so short films for now, y'all. Uh but the feature the features on the way. So
1: Well, we look feature's forward to the- that. Yeah. What do you mean the feature? The feature of
0: film. Yeah, feature film. Yeah.
1: So you're in development. Can we talk about it a little bit? Or what's, I what's, mean, you know?
0: it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's on the way. <laughs> it's on the way. That's Very all I can cool. say for now. Very yeah. cool.
1: Well, we look forward yeah. to it, and then hopefully we can get back on another um, session once uh, you, you you get that finalized.
0: Dessert. All right, Eddie,
1: Cool, man. Take care of yourself.
0: All right. Talk to you later.
1: Thank you for listening to The Vietnamese with Kenneth Nguyen. The Vietnamese is produced by Brittany Tran and Javier Poenza. Special thanks to Jane Wynn, Catherine Wynn, Tina Pham, Sydney Jamie, and Crystal Trin. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube where you can subscribe, like, and comment. Please rate and give us a review wherever you find
0: our podcasts. Thanks again for listening.